This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Padilla salutes farm workers. Hill gets Farm Bureau wish list. More dicamba relief and path forward for Ag Carbon Bill. State Archives post digital exhibit on farm workers. An exhibit detailing the turbulent history of California's farm workers has gone digital. The California State Archives has posted farm workers in the land of plenty to a Google platform for arts so all can safely view the collection during the pandemic. The photos date back to 1850 and depict a state growing to become the largest food-producing region in the country while often at odds over farm worker rights. Farm workers are essential to the prosperity of California's agriculture industry, said Secretary of State Alex Padilla in a statement on the exhibit. AFBF seeks second round of CFAP. The American Farm Bureau Federation has given the Senate a four-and-a-half-page list of priorities for the next coronavirus aid package, which the upper chamber is expected to consider next month. The proposals include another round of direct payments to farmers to cover losses after April 15. The $16 billion in coronavirus food assistance program payments going out now, they're designed to offset losses from January to mid-April. Business liability protection is also on the wish list. Ag dealers may get dicamba relief. EPA has apparently agreed to allow ag retailers to distribute dicamba herbicides to growers who already paid for them, provided payment was made by June 3rd and the product was in the hand of the dealer by that date. Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau, said EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler conveyed the news to more than a 100 state and national Farm Bureau representatives on a call yesterday. Richard Gupton, senior vice president for public policy and counsel at the Agriculture Retailers Association, said that is also his understanding, but ARA, quote, is waiting for EPA to officially post on their website. The issue is important for dealers with prepaid product on hand. In the meantime, the plaintiffs in the case that resulted in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals decision to vacate the registrations of the three herbicides, Extendamax, Fidexapan, and Ingenia, are expected to ask that court any time to prevent the use of existing stocks. Ag climate bill likely to get hearing. Action later. Senator Mike Braun, the lead Republican sponsor of the landmark bipartisan ag carbon bill introduced recently, confirming to AgriPulse that legislation is likely to get a hearing before the Senate Ag Committee this year. But the first-term Indiana senator acknowledged in an interview that it will take some time to get the bill enacted, probably as part of a larger bill, and that won't come before the next Congress. The Growing Climate Solutions Act is aimed at providing legitimacy and transparency to ag carbon trading by establishing a USDA-run system for certifying third-party verifiers and technical service providers. USDA's role in the carbon markets is important because the Farm Service Agency can provide a familiar place for farmers to get reliable information. For good stewards, which farmers are almost across the board, 
This will enable the technical hookup you need to get with markets that will reward you for reducing greenhouse emissions, he said. Take note, Braun believes there is growing interest from farmers in carbon markets. They're looking for ways to maybe do things differently, he said. Now keep in mind, a recent AgriPulse poll found nearly one in every two American farmers would be interested in carbon markets, even though the climate issue is still a relatively low priority for them. Fed, holding interest rates low. Good news for the farm economy. The Fed Reserve is committed to keeping interest rates low until the U.S. economy recovers from the COVID-19 crisis. The Fed is forecasting an economic recovery beginning in the second half of this year and lasting over the next couple of years, supported by interest rates that remain at their current level near zero. That the word of Chairman Jerome Powell yesterday. Keep in mind, the historically low interest rates are a key difference between the situation for farmers today versus the farm crisis of the 1980s. Lighthizer to testify twice next week on trade policy. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer will be testifying twice on Capitol Hill next Wednesday to answer questions by senators and House members. First up, it'll be the House Ways and Means Committee for a morning hearing and then on to the Senate Finance Committee in the afternoon. Lighthizer is sure to want to talk about recent successes such as the free trade agreement that he has negotiated or renegotiated with Japan, South Korea, Mexico, and Canada. But just about anything related to U.S. trade policy will be up for discussion, one Hill aide said. That includes issues with the U.K., the European Union, Kenya, and China. Union to lawmakers compensate essential workers. Essential workers affected by the coronavirus, including those in meatpacking plants and throughout the food industry, should receive compensation for risks they're taking, says the head of the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union. At a House hearing yesterday, UFCW President Mark Perrone endorsed a bill introduced by Representative Carolyn Maloney, a Democrat of New York in the House, and Illinois Democrat Tammy Duckworth in the Senate that would set up a compensation fund for essential workers who have become ill or died as a result of COVID-19. Some 29,000 UFCW members have become ill. 225 have died, Perone said. 70 members at meatpacking plants have died from COVID-19 and another 20,000 have tested positive, Perone said in his testimony. Obtaining personal protective equipment such as face masks is still an issue, Perone said. He also said one major company with 400,000 employees is thinking of eliminating its mask requirement. Here's today's She Said It. Savings through the collective bargaining process are critical to maintaining the state's fiscal health in the event additional federal support does not materialize. That state Senate pro tem Tony Adkins in a statement explaining that the legislature's budget expects negotiations with labor unions to result in large spending cuts. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 11th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.